2023-2024 is going to be a big season for Marcus Foligno as he's on the final year of his deal. So, will the real Marcus Foligno please stand up? We go over expectations for Foligno this season today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we are glad to have you on board. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. If you're one of the everydayers who tunes in each and every day of the week, we are glad to have you back. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we discuss Marcus Foligno's 2023-2024 season, what we need from him, the chances of a bounce back, and plenty more as well. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and there may not be a single player on the roster more in need of a, quote, bounce back campaign than Marcus Foligno, but That depends on what we consider last season to be. And it becomes more and more apparent that last year for Foligno, the season in which he set a career high in every offensive category uh, that he, that there is goals, assists, points, uh, plus minus, even strength goals, power play goals, you name it, Felino shattered his previous numbers uh, in all of those categories. But it's becoming more and more apparent, I think, as we examine what happened this past season, that two years ago was an outlier. The career high in goals as part of a wild offense that set a franchise record for goals in a season last year not so much and as a result a lot of Felino's statistics dropped he went from 23 goals two years ago to seven this past year his assists dropped from 19 to 14 his points cut in half a negative six on the season penalty minutes actually uh pretty even uh was still at 97 um through the 65 games, shot 8.4% after being in the high 20s the last couple of seasons, and hits, takeaways, giveaways, all on par as well. And so there are a lot of layers to what we have seen, uh, what we saw from Felino this past season. Number one, played in 65 games. So he had uh, 17 games that he missed due to injury. And there were points in the season in which it looked like he was definitely dealing with something throughout the course of the season that just didn't allow him to do all the same things that we have seen in previous seasons, but wasn't afraid to throw his body around blocks uh, statistically similar to what he did the previous season hits in, uh, in the same frame as well. And actually uh, he was on pace 
to better those marks this past season uh, in 65 games. So it comes down to the shooting numbers and 23 and a half percent. So 23 goals on 98 shots is not a mark that is uh, really sustainable. So there was, I think, a safe assumption that the offensive numbers would dip this season. But if you look to the 2021, uh, 2020-2021 season, uh, Felino had 11 goals in 39 games and shot 27.5% in that season, took just 40 shots and had the 11 goals. Now, why does, what led to such a precipitous drop in the uh, shooting percentage? Well, for one, with the amount of time that this offense two years ago possessed the puck, that led to a lot of opportunities to push it up the ice. It's a wild team that like to push things up the ice and score quickly. Uh, they did not have that gear this past season. And so a lot of what ne- was needed offensively was earned and had to be really fought for. And you just didn't see from Felino that same mindset, that same mode uh, of attacking the net as he did two years ago. So there were a lot of shots that were taken from further out, not as net uh, not as in front of the net uh, as he was two years ago and so it just leads to this drop in all of the numbers on the offensive side and it's interesting too you look at some of the other metrics uh, I'm going to use one that we haven't really mentioned on this show uh, at all really but I do find it interesting is point shares offensive point shares defensive point shares, total point shares. The last two seasons before this past year, in 2020, 2021, Marcus Foligno had 2.3 offensive point shares, which was at that point a career high, had 1.3 defensive point shares for a total of 3.5. That was a career high for him. Then last, two years ago, 2.9 offensive point shares 1.7 defensive point shares for a grand total of 4.6. So not only do the eye-level stats tell us that two years ago was a career year for Foligno, uh, all the underlying numbers do as well. His expected goals for two years ago um, while he was out there on the ice was 43.7. Expected goals against was 28, so a net. Uh, of 15.7 goals in the Wilds' favor when Felina was out on the ice. And that was part of the magic of the grief line with Jewel Erickson Eck, with Jordan Greenway, and with Marcus Felino. They just did not allow players to score. Last year, zero, zero zilch nada offensive point shares and 1.1 defensive point shares. Expected goals for with Felino on the ice last year was 30.1 expected goals allowed was 34.2. So now a negative 4.1 net goals against the wild 
with Felino on the ice. And there are a lot of factors for this. Felino's 31, so age at this point in a player's career just becomes more and more of a hurdle. I uh, played through some just brutal struggles offensively with the dismantling of the grief line and with other players that he just flat out did not mesh with. Um, he played at the top of the lineup, played higher up in the lineup, and just was not a fit there either. So a lot of his metrics just did not look good this past season. And so it's a big year for Felino to try to get back on track. Now we'll dive in next as to what sort of player he is at this point, because I don't think you're going to be able to replicate two years ago, but is he able to get somewhere between what we saw this past season and two years ago? We'll talk about that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. The Minnesota Vikings, if you are a fan, you hopefully have put a little on them to potentially win the Super Bowl this year, but it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle for the Vikings to maneuver through the NFC. If they do win a ton of games, you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will be discussing Freddie Goudreau as well here today before special guest Jesse Pierce joins the show tomorrow. We'll talk Marco Rossi and expectations for the team in general. So make sure to tune in for tomorrow's episode, which will be uh, posted by late morning. Marcus Foligno. Who is he at this point? Well, if we look at numbers from a physicality standpoint, he still very much enjoys throwing his body around uh, when he's out there on the ice. Again, noted that the hit numbers really didn't take any sort of a dip uh, from last year to two years ago. He had 237 hits in just 65 games this past season. His career high in hits was 279, which was back in 2016-2017. And two years ago, he had 238 in 74 games. So still throwing his body around. Now, again, the definition of a hit is broad. So not all of them are legitimate contact. So take with that what you will. But those numbers did not show any signs of slowing down. 40 blocks in 65 games, those level of hits. And if you look at it too, defensively for Felino this past season, uh, the on-ice goals against when Felino was out there was 2.6, which isn't terrible. It's, it's not as good as you'd like it. The big thing, though, was the 2.1 
on ice goals four per 60 with uh, Felino out there. So some of the defensive numbers still hold up, but I think we're going to need to acknowledge a, we're, we're going to need to acknowledge a truth as to how we proceed with what Marcus Felino brings to this team. He's a great presence in the room, alternate captain for a reason, and that is not going to change. But I think we need, and I'm not saying that fans haven't, because I think by and large, fans have acknowledged what we have here and are not trying to turn this into more than it is. That was one of the things I think that was a little puzzling with Bill Guerin in mentioning players like Ryan Hartman and Marcus Foligno, who when this team lost Kevin Fiala's production, that those guys were just going to need to do it again. Marcus Foligno has been throughout his entire career, and there are plenty of instances in which you can go back and look. He has been a 10, 11, maybe 12 goal scorer throughout a wide part of his career. In fact, he has one, two, three, four. He has four seasons of between 10 and 13 goals. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other seasons of under 10. And then he has a 23 goal season. So I think what we need to to do for this upcoming season is put more of the emphasis on the defense than the offense. You've got the top two lines in Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman as the combination that will start the season together. You have Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Marcus Johansson as the combo on the second line that will start the season together, like it or not. And so if we look at this third line, and again, I've I've talked about this point at length, and I think everybody knows where I stand on it. I don't necessarily want to see those combos at least right away, because if Marco Rossi makes this team, you're putting him on a third line with two guys that are primarily defense. I don't like that fit. I don't think that that is setting yourself up for the best opportunity to succeed. I think if you put Ryan Hartman on the third line with Felino and with Freddie Goudreau, you would have a pretty good line uh, from a defensive standpoint that could give you a little bit of offensive upside. And so you're going to be left with a line of two vets and a young center. And I just, I don't know what is going to win out here. But I know for a fact with Marcus Felino that if he's going to help out offensively, again, as was pointed out, he's got to do so in front of the net. Be the big guy that deflects. We saw him do this against Dallas. Camp out in front of the net and deflect shots out in front. Battle along the boards for the puck. He's not going to be somebody that can 
breakneck speed blast into the offensive zone on one side and set you up with a nice pass across the crease from the other. Going to need to be a hunker down and be physical type player. And Marcus Foligno, physicality is no problem. So that part he can use to his advantage, but I'm going to have to see this line if this is, again, what they start the season with. I'm going to have to see this in action because I just I can't picture I can't picture these parts working together. But from a Felino standpoint, just don't try to be who you're not. Is I think the the best thing that I can put in terms of a need for Felino this season is just don't try to be the twenty goal scorer. If you can be a physical forward who chips in somewhere between 10, somewhere between 10 and 13 goals, and that's just what we expect. If we put that as expectations to start the season, you're not going to be disappointed. If he gets to 10 goals, great, awesome, wonderful. But if we expect 23 again, you're probably going to be disappointed. So, Let's just focus on the defense, focus on the physicality, and see what happens this season, see how things play out. If the Wild are not in it, Foligno's playing well, reasonably well, maybe you can find a way to jettison him at the deadline to a playoff team that needs a Pat Maroon type to play that type of a role. But... If you're expecting somebody that's going to be able to give you that type of offensive upside, I'd bet against it. Now, it is interesting because, as we alluded to, Felino is in the final year of his deal, so he will be a free agent coming up, which means that the Wild have a decision on their hands with what to do with him past this season and honestly there are two ways this can go and so we'll discuss as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild once again thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day for the everydayers again make sure you tune in for our second episode coming up talking about Freddie Goudreau and his expectations heading into the 2023-2024 season and then make sure you listen in tomorrow as we talk with Jesse Pierce about Marco Rossi and other wild topics as well. There are two ways this could play out between the Minnesota Wild and Marcus Foligno. Because again, playing in the final year of his deal, so there will have to be some sort of resolution uh, between now and the offseason, or you just hope that things go well in, uh, in free agency to where the Wild are able to potentially bring him back. If he has a similar season to what he had this past year, it kind of struggles. If the Wild want to bring him back, it has to be as a fourth liner. It has to be in that Pat Maroon type role where you're a vet that can be physical, fights occasionally, 
but is a good voice, is a respected voice, a valued voice in the room. And there's a role for Felino to do that as this team continues to evolve, continues to get younger. But it's going to have to be as a fourth-line guy. And it's not going to be for 3.1 mil. I'll tell you that right now. If Felino has a bounce-back season, has a nice season, with the salary cap going up, that would mean that he would have some suitors, you would think, in the offseason, which would be something that the Wilds probably are not going to be able to contend with. Because as we look at the books, we mentioned that there is money coming off the books after the 2023-2024 season. The Wilds still are dealing with the worst of the cap hits for Parisian Suter at $14.7 million. But you have Marc-Andre Fleury coming off the books, Alex Goligoski coming off the books, Pat Maroon. Um, you will have a decision to make on Brandon Duhame if you want to keep him around longer. Ryan Hartman will be coming off the books, Felino and Matt Zuccarello as well. So while there is money coming off, there will be some decisions that have to be made for the Wild um, after the offseason or during the offseason uh, as to who returns and who goes elsewhere, which leads to players that have bounce back seasons or have good seasons probably are going to price themselves out of range for the Wild. And honestly, it probably just makes more financial sense to continue with the path that we've seen for Bill Guerin to where he has not locked into anything major with these cap hits reducing ahead of the 2025-2026 season. He has not locked himself into anything other than the core guys that are going to be here well beyond that. So it probably just makes the most financial sense to just continue with that and to just let somebody else overpay a bit for a guy like Felino, because I just don't think he is a year older going to be a guy who plays on the first three lines in your lineup. He still is a guy that has value in the NHL. It's just that he is starting to shift more towards one of those guys like Ryan Reams, like Nick Delorier, like Pat Maroon. He is starting to morph into that type of a player. And so if you want him to be on this team, then it needs to be in that type of role. And so that's kind of what's riding on this season for Felino is, again, I don't think we see the 23 goals again. We'll see something more close to his career norms. But if he really focuses on the defensive side, being physical, and not trying to play into that faster up-tempo style again, then I think things could work out. And so the overarching theme as we've moved throughout the week on this third line is just... There is a direction that I think we assume it's going to go, but it just would be nice if we get something a little out of the ordinary. 
uh, to try to make more sense. But all in all, Felino going to be an important player for this team this season. Just I think if everybody, and again, I think the fans have done this, if everybody just dials those expectations down a little bit, then uh, I think we'll be, I think we'll be all right with what we see. But if you just say that uh, we just need to have what we had um, in terms of, of goal output, well, then I, I don't think, I don't think we're going to enjoy what we see. So there you have it for uh, season expectations for Marcus Foligno. Uh, again, if you missed out on any of these episodes throughout Lockdown Wild Boot Camp, you can find them on YouTube. Uh, we got a playlist for you right up near the top of the page. So make sure to subscribe and turn notifications on if you have not already so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week and throughout the rest of the offseason as well. We will continue with Lockdown Wild Boot Camp all the way until the season starts. On October 12th against the Florida Panthers, we've got some guests lined up uh, over the next couple of weeks as well. So make sure to stay with us. Make sure you leave a five-star review if you're so inclined. Let us know how we're doing in the comments. And uh, as always, let's keep the chatter going on your favorite NHL franchise. We have new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.